Hi, this is your host, Shayna Tyler, and welcome to the Self Soul Sport Podcast, a destination where we, as a community of women, talk about loving ourselves, nurturing our souls, and living our sports. Be ready for coffee chats with me, interviews with other girl bosses, and most of all, opportunities to dig in and get really, really real. Hey guys, thank you for listening today. It is an exciting, exciting day. It is the second Soul Soul Sport interview. And wow, um, I have Cody today and she's just amazing. She's 23 years old and she's literally doing it all. I have no idea how in the world she has the time nor just like the energy to do it all. Um, She's a 23-year-old lifestyle and wellness blogger, and she's also a full-time student, um, which I feel like we all can relate to in some way or another. She's a full-time student in public relations with a minor in journalism, um, and she really wants to use her degree on the creative side of PR. She considers herself a creative architect because she dabbles in a lot of creative activities. She dances, she writes poetry, she draws, She paints, she also um, designs logos on the side, she practices graphic design, and she just feels like it's working out so well. And on top of that, she also has a brand she's working on called New Naked for women of color to create their own comfort zone. So it's essentially a loungewear line and she's so excited about it. And I'm so excited to have her. This interview is so raw, it's so real. I'm reflecting on it. Full disclosure, the um, the recording when I first recorded it didn't sound too great. So this is just a little plug beforehand. But Cody is just amazing. I think um, she has such a different perspective and different way of thinking on many things. Um, she talks about race. She talks about just amazing topics. And um, definitely so excited to have her. And um, definitely found myself just really thinking and really reflecting in this episode. Hi, Cody. Hello. How are you? I am good. I am good. <laughs> I am so excited to um, have you on today. I feel like I I don't know how we discovered each other. Um, how did we discover each other? Did you did you discover me? Did I discover you on Instagram? I don't know. It was it was like fate, in my opinion, because <laughs> I was stalking someone's page and they were talking about the Essence Ladies, and then. As soon as I found you, you were liking my pictures and commented. And I was like, yo, this is so unreal. (laughs) And I started stalking you at the same time. And I was like, this is crazy. She said she liked my page. I love her page too. (laughs) And it's like we've been internet friends since. So Yeah, that is great. And anyone who's listening, um, I was recently featured on Essence as one of their wellness ladies to like, look out for and I just I couldn't believe it I was really shocked I was amongst such amazing names and such amazing women um black women brown women um and (laughs) just so excited about that um but yeah but today's all about Cody so let's let's get to it um so Cody we have an intro portion which is asking questions about self soul and sport so first off um can you just share who is Cody who are you um I'm like you said, I'm a 23-year-old creative architect, in my opinion. I am I'm someone who kind of, like, takes life by the head, and I overthink everything at the same time. So I'm, like, so willing to just go for everything and jump at – I get excited. So I figure out something or I want to do something. I'm like, yep, let's do it. I don't think about it. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, so uh, how are we about to do this? So <laughs> and then I'm, like, trying to figure it out on the way. So I'm just – a girl living in this big old world just trying to find out where exactly I'm supposed to go and how I'm supposed to get there I know my purpose but I'm still like just going through the motions of life you know yeah for sure for sure so what nourishes your soul what nurtures it Cody um anything creative honestly like as long as I feel like I'm doing anything to create I am good. Mm. If I'm, when I was younger, it used to be the studio that I was super attached to. And if I was, I didn't go to the studio for a long time, I would be off balance. <laughs> yeah. And um, what studio is it? The dance studio? Oh, the studio? dance. Yeah, the dance studio. So ah. now I, um, 
I accepted that I don't dance as much anymore. And it's kind of hard to get into a studio without paying. And um, if I want to pay, I will pay. I have no problem with that. But it's just like some of the studios that I know I can go to, uh, it's hard because they're in season. So there's not that much free time that like allows you to just be in there for four or five hours at a time because the rate is like 70 to 120 an hour. That's a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> and I am still a struggling college student at the end of the day. So, <laughs> so as long as like I've came to the acceptance that I'm not going to be in the studio as much. So I try to like tap into my other creative sides, whether it's just like journaling or writing a poem or just like expressing how I feel blogging now has become like a really good creative outlet for me. Um, and now yoga is too. I used to do yoga a lot back then, like mm -hmm. freshman year in college, I was like really big on it and I stopped doing it because I don't know. I, I got lazy. Honestly, I do know I got lazy <laughs> <laughs> and I was like getting defeated. Cause I'm seeing everybody else, like all these cool poses. I'm like, Oh, I can't do that. I wish I could, but now mm -hmm. I'm back on it and just taking my time with it. So that's what yeah. really focuses me. I definitely, I want to say that I love your Instagram and just how real it is. I think um, in terms of authenticity, it's so rare to see on Instagram. You know, I think we show the destination, but not the journey. And I love watching your journey with yoga. Um, just you, and it was just so raw. I think there was one uh, post you had where you just had your laptop on like the couch and you were just doing it and making it happen. And you were watching a yoga video and just listening to it and just doing your yeah. thing. <laughs> and that's a great segue to the sports section. Um, so what are your favorite workout activities, Cody? Mm. I actually love... Um training I mm. like weight training um I I've played sports all my life and my dad has always been like more of a coach than a dad so even <laughs> in my off seasons it was like all right you're not playing tennis what we about to do all right you want to play volleyball volleyball season's over we're training and we're playing tennis all right we're running track we're playing we running track playing tennis and volleyball and we going to train and the season's in between are you ready I'm like no. wow like no I can't breathe I'm tired. I don't want to look at this hill anymore. <laughs> like, no. But ever since then, like, I've always loved to train. Like, I love working out with guys because I feel like I haven't been around any other females that want to get, like, a nitty-gritty workout. Mm. Like, the sweat and the nasty sounds. Like, ugh, like, all of that. Like, <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs> it feels really good. And why do you think that is? Why do you think that it's it's – it's something difficult to find in terms of like a female community with weight training. Because I feel like some, well, I feel a lot of women think when you weight train, you'll become very masculine. But a lot of times when most women become masculine because they're competing in these competitions where they are supposed to have a certain amount of muscle over fat. So mm. it's, it gets the perception like, oh, if I would lift too many weights, I'm going to look like a bodybuilder. No, bodybuilders look like bodybuilders because that's their sport. That's yeah. what they're training to look like. Mm. There's plenty of women out there like Massey. She's my favorite. Just oh, yeah. She's yeah. just so beautiful and amazing. Like she weight trains and her body is like perfect, in my opinion. But, <laughs> yeah, like, it's beautiful. just like so toned and it's, just, it's so nice. A lot of women also feel like they want to just work on their butts and not the rest. And I'm like, you can't have a strong lower body and a weak upper body. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I like, think that's a whole other, that's a whole other um, episode there. Girl, the you revolution feel me on a spiritual like, level. That hurts my soul. I'm like, listen, naturally my lower body, I, I feel like most people's <laughs> lower body are stronger naturally because we use this the most, but like running track, we didn't do a lot of upper body workouts. And when we mm. did, definitely slack them because I hated them. So I'm currently <laughs> working on trying to get my upper body strength over my lower body strength because I can squat 135 and I weigh wow. 108. And yeah, it's like, and it's been a while since I've done it, but I tried it the other day at the gym and I, I got two reps out of it. I used to be able to do five because I was like my max out. But yeah, like, I'm like, all right, Focus on what really matters because you're you could kick somebody in their chest and it hurts, but if you punch somebody in their chest, it's not gonna hurt. Like <laughs> you know, kidnap, they're not gonna worry. They you know, it's not you gotta yeah. be smart, Coda. <laughs> like 
you know wow I think whoa so I think you you really mentioned a few things and before we get into like I think we can plan (laughs) questions and I think that's great but I think I would love to talk a little bit more about that idea of masculinity and the female shape right and like Mm -hmm. how we think that and weight training and I think too what is masculinity right like what is that even like and who gives a shit like you know and (laughs) right um I definitely have come to a point where I've liked weight training too and what you said resonated with me is that I used to think oh my gosh like I'm gonna look a certain way if I like you know, bench press or if I do this, but I'm actually, I'm loving bar right now and Mm -hmm. I haven't before and I've been loving the reps and just the strength of it and the challenge. And, you know, I want to hit the weights now too. Like I'm finding myself wanting to like do those things. And I think it's okay to do those things. And as women, we need to feel empowered in those spaces. And I love that you mentioned too, that, you know, you you will be there with the boys, you know, and who who cares? You know, like, it's like, like who cares? Like, just just go out and do it. I feel like that might be like the tomboy, quote unquote, side of me because I've always grown up around a lot of guys. My family is like ninety nine percent guys and one percent females. I feel wow. like we have a lot of guys in my family. So I used to play throw them up, knock them up, which is like a flag football game, but it's really if you get hit, you got to throw the ball up. But they were just like touching me because they were like, "No, we can't tackle you. You're a girl." But oh wow I used to play football I used to play basketball like I used to do a lot of stuff and I've never been like a real girly girl type I'm tapping more into the girl side of my life I guess but I I don't know like I've always just felt like rolling with the guys was just a lot more fun and then working out with my dad like me and my brother were really close so when my brother started we back first and then he wanted to play football and I was like, well, what am I going to do besides track? So I used to go to his practices and train with them. So nice. they were doing a workout with pads. I mean, like I would be on the sideline and the track coach was the football coach too. So he would be working me out with them and, you know, just like running routes with them. And I used to, it was just really fun. So that's what I've always known is to just like work as hard as the guys do. So, mm, and like, and I think too, it's just such a, it's such an interesting thing too, because I think as the guys do, but what does that even mean? I just, I, you know, and I think we, I think women work hard as hell, and I'd love to kind mm-hmm. of branch into what you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like I'm just, I'm floored. You're 23, and you're doing all of these things, and you have all of these plans, and it's just like. So first off, I know you mentioned family. Um, I'm very curious, and I think we all want to know where are you from? Um, you have a little twang to your voice. I love it. Um, so where are you from, Cody? I am originally from Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um. I was raised in Asheville. Well, it's actually Swannanoa um, for a little bit. I lived with my grandma up there. So I technically claim that as my home because I feel more at home in Swannanoa in the mountains than I do in the city. So um, I'm a mountain girl. I'm a country girl. All of that. Love it. Love it. Love it. I am not a country girl. Full disclosure. I am not. I love the city. You know, the trees are like the sky scrapers for me like I love it the subway is like my car like you know that's like my little busy oh man (laughs) it really is but you're busy so um where you're from did it inspire you to be entrepreneurial um the mountain you know country life did it inspire you does it give you inspiration um yeah because when I'm in the mountains I feel free Mm. like and I guess what also what I love about the the country life is just the fact that everything moves so so slow. It's not as fast paced as being up north. Oh and boy, so, yeah. And because it's so slow down here, I get to move at my own place, pay, not place, my own pace, and I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about like. I feel like if I was in New York, I would have to. I would feel pressured to keep up because of how fast it moves. And my body just not made like that. <laughs> like my mind can, my mind is up north, but my body is down south. Love it. Love I it. Just, I love, I love the pace that is down south. It's just slower. It's not super slow. Like Alabama, that's a slow pace mm-hmm. place. But it's, it's, 
it's a beat that I can keep up with. Mm. I can keep up with this this down south for me. So, and it just inspired me to just like be free, just move at your own place. Pay. Why do I keep saying that? <laughs> we're talking a lot about places. We really are. <laughs> so just just moving at my own pace, really, and like my my family, they all have like traditional jobs. You know, they all do their own thing. But mm. my family also has a business. They work in like the dump truck business and stuff like that ah. and I when I found that out I was like I want to own some dump trucks and stuff and I was like well, what else can I own and it kind of sparked that and then really after I got fired I got fired twice this summer oh um, talk about it so the first time I got fired I personally feel like it was because I was black um mm. I worked on a side of town called Dilworth there's not that many black people. Um, I worked in a bridal shop and I loved it. I feel that I was kept in the back after an altercation with a um, a lady who was white and she wasn't talking to me at all. Like she would not look me in my eye. I was asking her for help. Her daughters were talking to me or trying to, but every time they spoke to me, the mom just kind of gave them a look like, what are you doing? Why? Wow. Yeah. So when the manager came around, she was just like, what are you doing? Why aren't you talking to them? And I explained to her. And after that, I was kept in the back. I had to organize everything, clean up everything. I did not come out to the front. Wow. And I got fired through text message. And when no. I asked her about it, and every time she said something, I had a rebuttal, of course, because I'm like, if you're going to fire me, one, you're going to do it in a professional way. You're not going to do it through text message. And you're definitely not going to give me a BS excuse. You're going to tell me the truth. So... Every time she said something, I was like, okay, but once you told me this, I did this. Once you did this, I did this. Once mm -hmm. you said this, I did this. So what's the real reason? Then she's like, I just need someone more experienced. I was literally studying fabrics, studying laces, studying body shape, studying everything. I made a Quizlet for this job. Wow. So I could advance. And because I want to be a wedding planner, like, I love weddings and I'm like, if I can learn dresses, that's, that's going to put me one up to knowing a dress, to helping women figure out what dress fits their body type. Like just knowing these little things can actually help a lot in the wedding planning world. Yeah. So yeah, she fired me and I was just like, okay, cool. And then once I left, I went in to get my last check. They were playing in the dresses, all this other stuff that she <gasps> said I was doing that I was not doing. I only took a picture in one dress because she asked me to. Wow. They were playing in dresses and she hired a white girl right after I got fired who knew nothing about dresses. It was one of the other girl's friends. So I was like, dang, you know, she was Asian. The owner was Asian. So I'm like, you a minority too. I thought we were supposed to stick together out here. You know, like <laughs> what happened? We were both women of color, right? Right. You know, so I was just like, okay. And then I got fired from my other job because the girl that um the what are they called the they're not managers or assistant uh key holder ah uh, yes yeah mm -hmm. so she it was at clean juice actually and she had no proof of me saying this to this woman but she said that I called this woman came in with an attitude and I was working my butt off and I hated working with this one person because she never did anything she mm -hmm. always complained about all this stuff always on her phone and I always had to cut up for her slack like I had to do, work 10 times as hard when I was working with her mm. so this woman came in had an attitude because I cut up a banana and it was brown everybody knows brown bananas are better for you because they're at their ripest point you can get all the nutrients in them for you yeah they're great in smoothies Ex exactly why not have a brown banana when you eat in a smoothie I don't know none of my business if it's in your food and it's whatever so she catches an attitude with me like this banana is bad I was like it's not bad it's just right went back to doing the other smoothie she was like this is a bad banana and I was like the banana's not bad ma'am like if you want a new banana I'll get you a new banana but it's not bad mm -hmm. and she took that as me catching an attitude with her and in my opinion bad means like old <laughs> yeah it means like not food. nutritious it means like it's rotten that it's, it's... rotten exactly mm. and I'm like you can't call our food bad because if you put that online somewhere that they gave you a bad banana it was a rotten banana and now 
the people are coming in looking at us sideways. We could possibly get shut down. Sounded like, like you were just educating her and she didn't she, she didn't, didn't want to take it that way. So yeah. she called back with an attitude, told on me, and I was talking to one of the other customers who was behind me. He was a very sweet gay man. I I love gay people. Gay guys are hilarious to me mm-hmm. and they are so nice. <laughs> they always understand on like a motherly level in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, honey, don't worry about it. She's just, um, she's just a wicked old bitch. And I was like, oh my, absolutely. I agree. And I guess she heard him say that and she took it as me saying it. And she told my manager and my manager fired me without any questions. And I was like, are you serious right now? Mm. And I was picking up everybody's shift. Like I was working extra hard. I was one of the hardest working people in there and I got fired. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not working for nobody. (laughs) I'm, I'm done with this. It's like, no matter how hard I work and how hard I try not to get fired, it's always someone who's going to look at you. And I, and the thing is, my, I told my mom, she's going to get me fired. And I was like, I'm going to get her fired first. Then I was like, nah, that's karma. <laughs> don't yeah. get her fired. Just, just try to be cool. You know, just do everything right. And I should have went to my manager about it before she went to him about it. But I didn't think that way because I'm thinking we're all adults here. We should all be mature. But she was ready because even when I saw the look on her face, she was like smirking. And I just, oh, that boiled me up inside. I went back in that store. I was going to wait at her car and everything. But I was like, Coda, I <laughs> do that. Stay yeah. in the place of Zen. Go home. <laughs> go home. <laughs> just oh go home. Oh, my goodness. So then those two experiences inspired you to be an entrepreneur then. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So that was the decision. How how long ago was that? This summer, you said, right? Yeah. So it was like, let's say June. So about eight months ago. Wow. So I was yeah. like, I'm just going to take a leap on faith and see what happens. Like, I'm going to just trust what God got for me and see how it works out. <laughs> and it's been working. Like I started doing lift after that full time and it worked out extremely well. Like I didn't have like pocket money to just, you know, save up and stuff. But as far as my bills being paid, my bills were definitely paid. And that's what really matters to me. As long as my bills are paid, I'm fine. You know? Mm-hmm. So wasn't living in debt. That's what really matters. <laughs> Absolutely. And so I guess I would love to know, um, what are all the projects that you're working on? I know I talked about it a little bit in uh, your (laughs) intro, and I'm just amazed at everything you're working on. If you could just say, like, everything you're working on, um, you also aspire to be a wedding planner. How does that fit in? Give us us all the details. (laughs) Okay, so I aspire to be a wedding planner because I am in love with weddings, and I actually worked... um, I worked a wedding before. I'm working on one now with this lady named Jamie. Shout out to Jamie because she's the best. But, um, <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> she's so amazing. But um, I'm working on one with her now. And I actually worked on another project with Jamie, which was a nonprofit product um, project. And it was for this thing called a, this community called a bevy. And it was for art. So we raised money for the art communities and um minorities and all this other stuff and it was really really cool and I was like dang I wish I would have got my certificate and event planning so it could be more broad because then I came to the point where like I want to do weddings and nonprofit events because I love giving back so and I want to do weddings because I love love and I love like creating these memories for people like that's just something that I'm like super obsessed with is just giving back and like just creating memories so people can remember because when I was working at the bridal shop um just like helping these women find these dresses and just talking to them about it it was just so I don't know it just made me feel really good so yeah so that's like the overall that's the overall goal is to just do this and plan my own events and plan my own not my own wedding because that's stressful but <laughs> like just planning my own events for everything that I have going on for myself so I don't really have to look outside and find someone I can just do it myself mm-hmm. um so I am in the process of building a brand it's called Be New Naked it is for women of color to create a comfort zone in their own skin I came about this because this guy tagged me on Instagram telling women that I, they need to look up to me because 
I hold a sex appeal with my clothes on. And I'm like, this man doesn't even know how much I hate clothes. Like, mm. are you serious? And I don't like being compared to anyone. Yeah. I don't think women, especially black women, should be compared to other black women. Because I feel like that's just the way you psychologically tearing them down in a sense. Like, accept yeah. them for who they are. Accept them for what they like to do and what they like to wear. Like, if you want to judge them, judge them on your own time. But just don't put me in it. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. So... After that, I was like, you know what? I'm about to do this because, first of all, sexy shouldn't be a thing where it's only related to sex. And I feel like we need to desexualize the word sexy as well. So just because I have on lingerie, maybe I'm having a terrible day and I just want to feel pretty. Mm. You know? So that's where that idea came from, like desexualizing the word sexy and just, just the whole like, just finding other ways to be sexy in your skin and being confident without having to be looked at as a hoe or a slut or someone who wants attention. Like what's wrong with me wearing my underwear and posting a picture on Instagram. I shouldn't be looked at a slut because of that. Mm. That's where the whole being naked idea and concept came from. And I was like, you know what? I wanted to, I want to create underwear as well because underwear is also a form of loungewear, but I wanted to create underwear in every shade. That way, every shade of brown has a nude kind of underwear because there's not that many shades of browns kind of underwear or bras or any of that. If I want to look naked, I don't even, I'm light skinned and I don't even have a, a perfect nude underwear. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, so then I was like, let's, let's take a step back and let's think how we can do something now to just like create this movement that I want every woman of color to be a part of and it's not like women of color and non-women of color are excluded they can't buy this they can't be a part of it no they if they want to be a part of it that is I'm not like that it's not my it's not my goal is to exclude people but it's mm. my goal is to give women of color a place to feel comfortable yeah absolutely so, um with the loungewear aspect of it I wanted to create t-shirts and sweatpants and leggings and stuff that make you feel naked because of how soft they are. It makes it feel like you're just in nothing but your own skin. So that's why I say create a comfort zone in your own skin. So I'm in the process of that. It's a lot of work, <laughs> especially because I'm in school. And um, so, and I'm like doing logos on the side is something that I like to do because it kind of gives me that creative outlet when I'm doing too much or I'm yeah. being becoming overwhelmed with something. Like, even if I'm just like, just doodling around on my iPad or just like practicing my calligraphy. I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm good now. But um, yeah, that's then school is school. It's I got, yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah, I got one more semester, December, 2018. I will be officially done with UNC Charlotte. Oh it's, my gosh. Already. I, yes. Congrats. Oh, Early ready. congrats. Thank you. I'm so ready. Like, this has been a long journey. Okay. Like, <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. Um, so, wow, you packed in a lot um, of projects. And so, I'd love to kind of focus on um, the <laughs> desexualizing the word sexy. And I think a lot of us as women can relate to that. Um, I definitely feel like I have my own, I have my own kind of. I'm I'm nervous about that. Like I already get I, myself. I don't know if I'm a hundred percent comfortable with um, having on lingerie, but it doesn't have to be um, sexualized. And I mean, having on lingerie, I wear lingerie, but I mean, having <laughs> it on my Instagram. And so, yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with like desexualizing that. And I think you really hit the nail on the head when it comes to like being sexy, and it doesn't have to be oh, well, I'm doing this for the male gaze, right? I'm doing this for men. Maybe I just want to feel sexy. Maybe I just want to wear this nice lace thong. Maybe I just want to wear this, like, matching set in this right. part of exactly. for me. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because, yeah. Like, when I, um, when I did this little movement, I had a couple of people actually, like, join the movement with me, and they took pictures in their underwear, and they put it on Instagram. So when I took pictures in my underwear and I was like even beating myself up because I sent pictures to one of my good guy friends who's also my photographer and he's also shot me before like in my underwear and naked. So I feel comfortable around him like that. Like we're really close. So I sent him a picture 
of two sets. One was a red set and it was sexy and one was a black set and it was sexy. So I was like, which picture is less sexy? Because it was just a picture of like my (laughs) the top and the bottom. Like it wasn't even like full full picture or anything, just like the midsection. And he was like, well, uh, red is considered a sexy color and then black, I mean, it's silk. So I don't really know what you're going for, Coda. And I'm like, I don't want to look sexy, but I want to look sexy. He was like, it's a contradiction. It doesn't make sense. So Mm -hmm. I was like, he's like, well, if you're trying to like get people to pay attention to the words, don't use the red. And I was like, ah, but red is considered sexy. And I'm trying to desexualize the word sexy. So I feel like if I post the sexiness in the red, then it'll catch their attention. And then they can read what's under it opposed to it just being black and silk because black and silk is sexy too. So I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to just post the red. So I posted the red and a lot of people responded to it, got good feedback. And then I looked and 21 people saved it. 21 people saved my picture. I was like, you know what? Um, I was all cool with this (laughs) until I could see what happens. I'm Mm -hmm. because I was creeped out by it. And I was like, okay, so I'm pretty sure they got the message. People like the people who did respond and the guys who did respond to it. You know, they were like, shout out to you. Like, good job. Like, I really like what you have going on. Like, this this is dope. And I got good feedback from guys. But then I'm like, whoever these 21 people are, I don't know what y'all are doing with my picture. (laughs) So I'm going to just delete it. So that way I feel comfortable. And and after I deleted, I kind of got upset with myself. Like, how are you going to say this? And you shouldn't even care who saved it. You shouldn't even care about, Mm. you know, you shouldn't even care. Like, this is. This is your movement. This is how you feel. This is what you should, you should feel comfortable enough in your skin to not even care what anybody else has to say, what they could think. Because I probably was in so many people's group message. I already know I was. So, and I was just like, who saved it? And what are they talking about? And I was so worried about that. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. so now I need to change my own mindset because I can't even be big on this whole being unique in movement if I'm not 100% comfortable just yet. Because if I was 100% comfortable, I wouldn't have taken the picture down. So wow. I was that like, is... I Whoa. Was... <laughs> <laughs> that is real there. That is really, really real. Um, okay. So you know what? Let's let's unpack that. <laughs> so I think... I think um, Wow, you're saying so much too that that definitely resonates with me in terms of um like you can pra- you need to practice what you preach, right? And mm-hmm. if you're not there with that, mm-hmm. then it, don't preach it. And I yeah. think I think what you, what you say what you're saying with um new naked and you know your experience in posting that picture and then all of the all of the aftermath from that and thinking about who saved it and what are they doing with it and everything and then at the same time preaching this you know and like talking about um you know being comfortable in your own skin and then in practice are you doing that and i think your level of introspection and being able to look within and say oh okay you know what I need to get to a space where I'm comfortable before I preach about this to other women and tell them that they need to be comfortable in their own skin. I think that's so powerful. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, it's, it comes, it comes easy, but then it's also extremely hard to not think about it. It comes easy because it's like, I am really big on like reflection. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to the point where self-reflecting is like the biggest part of my life. So it comes easy because I self-reflected immediately. And then it's hard because I'm like, because you self-reflect, like you didn't self-reflect first, you acted and then you self-reflected and now you understand and you don't care. You do care, but you don't care. And mm-hmm. the weight, like the weight of you caring is like, let's say a, a 40 and the weight of you not caring is at a, a 60. So you shouldn't have deleted it. But you already deleted it because you acted first. You didn't reflect first. So I beat myself up about that too because there's a lot of times where I am, I I think a lot. I think way too much <laughs> sometimes, and it's a blessing and a curse. But in those act, in them times when I am thinking way too much, I'm also forgetting that like you don't have to react. And a lot of times I react and then think instead of thinking and then reacting. Mm. So I'm getting way better at it now. Like 
especially when it comes to like verbally reacting. I'm getting 10 times. (laughs) I am so good at that now. Not as good as I want to (laughs) be. Yeah, I am. So I'm getting really good at that part. But as far as like just acting, like just deleting the picture and then thinking like, oh, dang, you know what? It wasn't even that serious. Or like when Mm. I get upset, somebody makes me mad. I will literally delete your number and think (laughs) about it later. And then I'm like, you know what? It's not even that serious. I'll save their number back. They don't get any emojis, but I'll save their number back. So, <laughs> like, I, I I do that a lot. So I'm like, okay, now if we could just get everything, all of this verbally reacting and actually physically reacting, if we can get those two on the same page, we good. But I have to really work on this physically reacting to things because I I, I don't really think about it. I just do it. Because it feels right at the time. And then after I think about it, I'm like, it wasn't right. I shouldn't have done that, you know? Yeah. And so I'd love to talk about self-reflection um, and how you are working on that. Um, what are the ways that you self-reflect? Um, writing. Mm. So let's, I, I'll, I'll take a situation. Um, here recently, me and a friend, we, we're not friends anymore and stuff. And it took a long time for me to come to this realization that I wasn't comfortable in the friendship. And I self-reflected a lot on that because I'm like, well, maybe there are things that I could have done differently. Maybe there are some things that I should have said. And I, there are things that I could have said. I could have said everything that I was thinking instead of just holding it in. But because she was very unreceptive of a lot of things, I didn't say it because I don't like wasting my breath. <laughs> so I'm like if I know it's not gonna go where I want it to uh, it could potentially lead to an argument I'm not gonna say it but that's bad mm-hmm. because that festers and that like builds up over it does time. and the stuff that I was feeling I've been holding it in for like five years mm. so self-reflecting like after the whole situation was over I felt I felt bad I did because she called me and we talked and I had no sympathy I didn't care anymore. And I knew that it was bad because I got to a point where I was done. Like I didn't, I didn't care. I didn't care about nothing. She had to say, I didn't care about anything. She wanted to say, I didn't care about shit. And I was like, (laughs) you have reached the ultimate breaking point. Fuck it. That's the worst part of your breaking point. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I like, after everything was all said and done, like I actually sat there and like reflected back on every single situation on what I could have done differently and what I could have said instead of not saying anything and how I could have said it so it could be receptive and stuff like that. But I also know like five years ago, I was like, what, 17, 18? So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm 23 now. So of course things are going to be different. And sometimes you do grow apart from your friends and sometimes you grow apart, with, not just from friends, but you grow apart from a lot of things not the same things that you used to do when you were younger. Like there's a lot of things you, you grow. I hope people grow in five years, but none of my business if you don't. So <laughs> like, you know, so I'm like, it's okay. You know? And I, once I self-reflected, I'm like, all right, so let's just take this with me because I can't, I'm not one. I can't go back and change it. Cause I should have said something back then. And I can't hold that against her. She didn't know how I felt. I cannot. However, some things as friends, you should already know are off limits. Something mm-hmm. with friends, you, I shouldn't have to tell you, you know? So if you were my real friend, you would already know without doing things behind my back or just, just little things. So I'm just like, I don't want to change anything. I can take this with me in the future, not only with my friendships, but like intimate relationships, business relationships. Like, because mm. me knowing me knowing how people are or like getting an understanding how someone is, like their person, if I know that about you, and I don't like confrontation. I don't run from confrontation, but I don't yell. I don't like to argue. And if you like to do that type of stuff, do it on your own time because I won't listen. Then you're going to be mad because I'm not listening. <laughs> so, exactly. so it's like a lot of situations that I have been in with disagreements have been because I haven't, I didn't say anything. I didn't speak up because this person was unreceptive or they were just very hard to talk to or they never listened. And instead of just saying how I felt anyways, I let them kind of like walk all over me in a sense, because I just, in my head, I was done and I didn't care, but Mm. they didn't know that because I didn't voice that with them. So they would just be saying whatever they wanted to say. And it would be going in one ear and out the other, but 
I was still not being verbal about it. So I've learned a lot, like self-reflecting. I've learned a lot about myself. And I've learned that, like, I do have a voice that needs to be heard. I do need to speak up when I don't agree with something. I Just because I don't care about it anymore doesn't mean I don't need to say something about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so... How is that translated to your business? How is that translated to all the projects you're um, you're in? Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. Like, so with New Naked, I am um, I am very picky about a lot of things. There are people who say they want to work with me and stuff like that. And I, I love the support. But at the same time, I'm just like I'm starting to notice little things a lot of things actually not even little a lot of things about people in general you know and with logos like with because new naked's like more on pause because I'm waiting for like the paperwork and stuff like I have people have been connecting with me and saying they want to do all these things and I'm like okay cool and you know we'll set up something because they want to be a part of the creative process and help me like do the photo shoots and the videos and I'm really big on if you reach out to me I'm not paying you Mm. I'm really big on that because I didn't reach out to you. And it's the same thing. Like if I was to reach out to you, I expect to pay you. But if you want to work with me on a new project that I'm doing, because you want to be a part of it, I don't feel like you need to slap a price on anything because at the same time, this is something for you. And this is something for me. Mm. I have no problem paying you, but I just don't feel the need. Once you reach out to me, I think that's so strange. Like that is so weird. And a lot of people do that. Yeah. And it bothers me, but I'm just like, I get everybody has to, has to, you know, hustle. And I get that, but don't hustle over here with that. Please don't. Yeah. I, I won't work with you after that. Cause I think it's strange, but with logos and stuff, it's funny because this one girl in particular, it was so funny. It was actually recently. Um, <laughs> she told me, I like put up who needs a logo. She responds. She's so excited. Oh, I need this, this, and this. So I sketch out something. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. Keep going. No, ma'am, we don't play this. We, I'm not keeping on nothing because you haven't put a deposit down. If I finish this whole logo and then I drop a price and you don't want to work with me anymore, I'm going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the stuff that I do when it comes to, like, customization, I do, I do it by hand. I don't do it on the computer. So if I have to actually, like, she wanted a logo done of a girl with dreads and all these extra details, and I can do it, but it was going to cost her a pretty penny because it's hand-drawn. And then I was going to have to, it was going to be a a two-step process. Most of the things I do are very inexpensive because they're not that hard to do. And a lot of people who do logos, like, I know some people who charge a lot of money for logos. And then when they, I tell people my prices, they're like, yo, somebody was going to charge me $100 for this. And then when I walk them through the process of what I'm going to do, they're like, yo, that's not even that much. It's not that much. That's why I'm not charging you that much. Cause mm. I can teach you how to do this yourself and you can do it yourself. You just don't want to do it. So <laughs> I'm not going to charge you an arm and a leg for something that's going to take me all of 30 minutes to do. I'm not going to do that. Her logo was going to take me at least three days, not even kidding, because it was going to be super detailed mm. and she wanted all this stuff and it was going to be a nice little penny. Yeah. So when I told her the price, she kind of took a step back and I was upset with myself because I already sent her the proof of it and whatever, and I'll put my name on it and I actually wrote proof on it all over it. So she can't just like take it to somebody else. Cause it's my art at this point. So, um, cause I've, I've tagged it. So she hasn't hit me back up or none of that. And I'm just like, it's so funny because you notice little things about people. They want you to do so much for them and they want to do so little for you. Mm. And, I noticed that a lot now with logos because like a lot of people reach out to me like, oh, I want this and I want this. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Well, how much do you charge? And like for simple stuff, it's just $60. And with $60, you literally will get like from three to five logos with me because once I get going, whatever I create is yours. I don't care. Yeah. I can't do anything with your logos. (laughs) So like whatever I end up creating is literally three to five logos and it's only $60. Some people charge $60 for one logo. You can charge, you're going to get charged like $300 for six logos. So in my opinion, I think you're getting a deal. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not saying like work with me because I'm cheaper or any of that. Just like take into consideration the work that I'm doing for you 
Mm-hmm. And if you if you have a budget, I'm willing to work with people, but nobody's ever asked me like, well, I'm kind of on a budget and all this other stuff, but I'm just like, okay, but you can't expect me to do all this stuff for you and you not pay me or you're not like just nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't do that. How does that, mm. how does that benefit me? How does that work for me in the end? If I'm bending over backwards for you, but you don't even want to, you don't want to do nothing for me in return. And then you go to somebody else and they charge you more or less. And then your logo isn't, isn't the best. And then you come to me anyways for me to redo it. I'm just like, hey. <laughs> we <laughs> like, had this talk. You know, like, hey, you could have just came to me. Like, I don't, like, this girl came to me one time and I had to redo her logo. And it was originally going to be $80 because it was going to be a customized calligraphy font. I do that for calligraphy because... Once you start with calligraphy, you can't stop. It's really hard to keep the same motion of the hand. On, it's, it's hard. <laughs> calligraphy is not something that's just super wow. easy. So when I was doing hers, and she already told me, like, this tragic story of what she got before. She showed me the logo she got before and stuff. And like, once I got done with hers, I sent her her four logos and stuff. And she was like, okay, I'll send you the rest. I was like, don't worry about it. And she only gave me, like, $50. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, I'm super positive. You've already paid an arm and a leg for one. You're really nice. You're really easy to work with. Like, I appreciate you. So don't mm-hmm. even worry about the other side of the payment. Doesn't matter. And she was like, are you like, she was like about to cry. I felt like, and I was like, girl, seriously, <laughs> like, mm. don't worry about it because you, for one, you didn't complain about my prices. You didn't, you didn't expect me to do so much for you. You told me what you wanted and I made it happen in all of 30 minutes. So like, Mm. you you didn't give me a hard time like some people do you knew exactly what you wanted you were very straightforward when you messaged me you weren't like beating around the bush your communication was 110 percent like she was like the perfect client Mm. so I'm like you know what that's hard it's hard to come by people like that (laughs) and it's hard too to work in in that business right of like especially in logo making I feel like even with my own logo I'm very particular and very like Ooh, I want this. I want that. But I, I expect to pay, of course. And that's that's interesting too to me. Um, I think I think when you mention self reflection and your voice, I think your voice is very present in your um, in your business. And I think you're definitely navigating that. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to because I realize if I don't, then I will definitely be taken advantage of. I will start doing logos for free at that point. Yeah, and I have bills to pay. So, like, my art is my work. Like some people go clock into someone, but I clock in. To my How have phone. you um, figured out balancing all that you're doing? I mean, we've heard you be a full, you're a full-time student. You're making logos, calligraphy by hand or also drawing. And you're doing, you're doing a lot. You're doing new naked. How are you, have you, do you feel like you figured out how to balance everything you're doing? Um, No. <laughs> Not yet. I feel like I'm getting close to it. Um, I, I set to-do lists mm. by day. I don't do to-do lists by the week. I feel like that's just a stretch. But I take every day, I take my life one day at a time. Mm. So I'm planning everything out for the day. Like, I do have an overall mm. goal for the month, like an overall month to-do list when it comes to, like, business size and what I'm expecting to gain, like, I'm going to get six clients this month for logos. I'm going to get this done for new naked. I'm going to do this for myself. Like I do have an overall goal list, but I keep that like in my planner and have mm-hmm. a place where I can put my monthly goals. Ah, What so, kind of planner do you have? It's this really cute planner from Target because they have the best planners. It's <laughs> a cover planner and it's so cute. I love it. It's yeah. really nice. It's, um, I like the simple things. So when you give me too many options, I get overwhelmed. You get like, overwhelmed. I too much too. of anything will actually overwhelm me. And it's surprising that like I have a lot going on, but I'm not overwhelmed by it. Mm. So, um, but it's just like little things, you know, like overall, like I have my, my to-do list in my planner and I have my to-do list on my computer for every day. Like every day I'd be like, all right, so what do I have to do for school? I need to do these flashcards have to do this paper what I need to do for myself I need to blog and I need to do this okay Mm. what about new naked I don't have anything to do for new naked today all right cool I have four things on my to-do list for today 
knock those four things out and we're going to start over the next day. So that's, that's how I do it. So I stay, that balances me because sticky notes, they run my whole life without sticky notes. <laughs> I don't know where I would be, honestly. Like my freshman year was my best year in school. I was at A and T, Aggie mm-hmm. Five. Um, I was at A and T. I got out of class at twelve, and I utilized sticky notes to the T. Yeah, and it got me through so much. I had sticky notes everywhere, and I also had this picture of odd. Was it Audrey he- Audrey Hepburn? Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. she's a classic. He is, and it was a pink picture, and she was, it was really cute. And I, every time someone would come in my room, they had to write me a sticky note, and they would put it on the border of the picture. So I had so many sticky notes leaving a and it was so much, like, that was, like, super big. I got the idea from being Mary Jane, to be honest. And um, ah. I was like, you know what, let's see how I can use this. And I've never like, seen that show. I've never <gasps> seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it. You have to watch it. <laughs> I know that's what everyone tells me. You have to watch it. Like I'm not really, I don't really watch a lot of TV, but I do watch Power. I do watch Being Mary Jane, and I do watch Queen Sugar. Like those are the only three shows that are new I watch. Because other than that, I'm watching Gilmore Girls, Living Single, and Living Color. Martin, I watch old school TV all the time. So love it. You have to watch Being Mary Jane. You have to promise me you'll at least watch one episode. I'll I'll watch one episode. Okay. I'll watch one episode and I'll report <laughs> I'll report back to you. Okay. I'll report back to you. But yeah, being Mary Jane is such a it's it's so relatable. It's relatable. Like at least I, I'm pretty sure like there's one female out there that she's related to in one way or multiple. Mm. That, that's why I like the show because it's very so relatable when it comes to her relationship with these men and like the situations that she goes through. It's just like, dang, I used <laughs> Ooh, I remember that. Like that girl, is great. Yes. Love that. Love it. Um, that so one more question for you, Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some tips you'd give someone if they're trying to figure out how to balance many different roles and projects and everything? I think sticky notes. I I I've I've left this interview now wanting to get a pack of sticky notes because. Those used to be my crutch, and I feel like I need them now. Is yes. there any, is there any tips that you'd give someone? Um, really, just find something that one find something that keeps you at peace. So if it's reading, if it's like watching, uh, I don't know, TV, listening to a podcast, like find something that keeps you at peace. So that way, if you're working and you feel like you're drained take a break and read for an hour, watch TV for an hour, like do something that keeps you at peace for an hour and then you can come back to it. And you'll feel refreshed. Mm. Um, that's something that I'm actually working on. Cause I'm not the best at knowing when to take a break. My boyfriend kind of has to remind me like, just take a break. You've been working on this for like an <laughs> They're hour. They're great for that. Right. They're yeah. like, take a break. Just take what? a break. All right. And I'm like, all right, you're right. You're right. Go watch me some golden girls or something mm-hmm. and call it a day. Um, but yeah, so find something that keeps you at peace. The second thing I would recommend is um, try to get into using a planner. I know some people are like, I can't use planners. I never keep up with it, but try, you know, like hold yourself yeah. accountable for it. And if you can't use a planner, use the sticky note method. Because mm. I like when I didn't have a planner when I was a freshman in college, I didn't get one because I didn't. I was just like, they're stupid. In my- <laughs> I don't know why I thought planners were so stupid, but I just thought they were so stupid because I'm like, I didn't use them. All I did was use sticky notes. And for every class, I would write on a sticky note and put it in the front of my um, my my notebook. So every time I open my notebook, I see what I have to do for homework. Mm. So that was my planner. And once I got a planner, I was like, oh, this is actually not stupid. This is kind of cool. Like, <laughs> it's a little bit because I remember it's one, wonderful. one time I had a sticky note on my notebook and the sticky note fell. So I didn't know what I was supposed to do for homework. Oh, my gosh. So yes. I, was, I had to email my teacher. And I mean, like, thankfully, she was a nice teacher who always emailed back fast. But I was like, OK, so maybe I should get a planner or something because this isn't going to always work out. So that just love it utilize a planner or find what works for you to keep you organized you know like 
look up some YouTube is a really good resource to use for anything. You can find the craziest things that you would never think someone will make a video on. They'll be on Instagram. I mean, not Instagram, but YouTube. Instagram Instagram is getting there too honestly though like (laughs) it really is is really starting to make a turnaround for themselves it's crazy but YouTube University that's I use YouTube for everything love it those are the two tips that I would just give anyone the planner definitely saves my life I have um right now I have the passion planner Oh, I want one of those. Yeah. I'm actually doing a giveaway soon with Passion Planner. Um, so, yeah, maybe you should enter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's safe. It's like I've been using it since the 1st of January. Now it's the 1st of February. And I've noticed such a difference with just my goals. I mean, the reason why I have this podcast is because of the Passion Planner. I would definitely say that. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So that that's that's definitely like a huge one um it's a huge resource it's just a planner in general um and kind of like having those to-do lists I love how you said that um yeah and I think I have one more question for you Cody Uh Uh, we're running on the longer side with this podcast but I love it I love this episode and I think you've said things that really can resonate for a lot of us as women and I love to um ask you this wasn't on you know the list of questions that I sent for disclosure guys I do send out questions but we've 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 veered in such a wonderful direction and I'd love to ask you um you mentioned about friendships and you know just learning that and learning your voice how do you think you can um bring your voice in your business to your personal relationships or the relationships that you're building for the brand and everything like that um I'd love to hear um, how you feel as if you can bring that same um, passion and that same voice to um, personal life. I think we can get so big on our business. We can, we can like be so awesome on that. Right. And then like, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of picking the people we're surrounded by, I, I definitely, um, I definitely feel like this is something that I talked about too last episode know your worth where you know I talked about relationships and I talked about knowing your worth with them and you know um knowing where you stand and you won't settle for anything is there any like anything that for for business in your voice that um you would like to translate to your relationships um yeah honestly like you said knowing your worth Mm. you know like if you know your worth you already know what to expect for yourself out of someone else out of people you're working with you know if if you know your worth you know who you are and like what you like and dislike and stuff so if you know that you hate someone who is condescending and you know your worth you already know that so you're not going to work with someone who's condescending you're not going to be in a relationship or a friendship with someone who's constantly condescending like always using that tone of voice Mm. so if you know your worth like it takes you knowing your worth literally takes you so far in life and people kind of underestimate that or think that they know their worth but knowing your worth is not just knowing like oh I can't stand a guy who does this like no knowing your worth is actually knowing who you are outside of an intimate relationship Mm. just because you know what you dislike in a guy like you can also have those people as friends as well and that that's not good yeah (laughs) you know like and you'll carry that kind of stuff into your you'll carry that with you so just like really dig deep and find out who you are because who you are is going to like really exude in everything that you do that's just gonna it's gonna it's just gonna like ooze into everything oh yeah it's gonna ooze into your business your friendships your intimate relationships your family relationships it's gonna take you so far just knowing who you are and digging deep and self-reflecting and just like really loving up on yourself to figure all these things out too so I I really think you hit it on the head honestly just knowing your worth that's that's how it that's how it happens thank you so much Cody oh my gosh I think we covered so many topics between like body positivity about the word sexy about figuring it all out and being entrepreneurial we we covered relationships and friendships we covered being fired and then like you know looking (laughs) at that and seeing what you can do after that um a previous interview we had too with diana she um she was laid off and you know i think i think it's just so powerful how we as you know women and 
just as people in general, you know, how we can bounce back after, you know, I guess what people would label failures, we can make wins and show that we can, we can figure this out. So thank you so much, Cody. Um, thank for you for having time. <laughs> Yes, it was so great chatting with you. And yeah, I think guys, if you aren't inspired to get some sticky notes or to figure shit out or to wear lingerie on your Instagram, <laughs> I don't know what else is going to inspire you guys um, to do any of those things. Um, yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode all about figuring it out with Cody. Um, we figured out a lot of things and we've discovered so much and as a 23 year old Cody is just so inspiring and someone definitely to look out for um, in just so many different ways and I can't wait to see how she grows and flourishes and I can't wait to see how you guys do um, flourish and grow and if you guys like the podcast please feel free to rate and review as I said before I love seeing stars and I love hearing feedback from you guys Um, but for now we are signing off off.